In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. From 1971, this is album 77, Who's Next by The Who. Uh, did you guys know that one of these songs was actually about what it's like to be married? Which one? Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, it's, it's worst called. Song in the, it's the one that says, yeah. uh, <laughs> in the whole "We won't get blued again." Blued is like it's past tense. All right. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> we won't get blued again. <laughs> My neighbors called down to the front desk. Yeah, the guys over there say we won't blue, blue it again. And he's like, hmm. It's like when you're married. Uh, it's a full circle, the joke. Let's uh, go over here. You guys are all laughing so hard at that joke. You didn't even notice that I brought a radio. Let's turn that radio on right now and listen to a very fun and cool, cool song. Welcome to K-Rob, K-R-O-B. This is your main host, Rob, and I got a song about how hard it is to be the big dog. Ow, ow, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> No one knows what it's like to be the main host. Yeah. Oh. I have to talk the most <laughs> yes, oh. no one else to, to these boring guys. I'm the main guy on the mic. That's why I'm the main host. I need to think of all the jokes. Work more than the other guys. But my jokes aren't as funny. (laughs) When I listen back during the editing, (laughs) the amount I'm interrupting. It might be annoying, (laughs) but not to these three. When you want to hear about about the greatest albums of all time, self-awareness. But you're just too lazy to look it up online. Self-awareness. I propose. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track, the therapist bill is being out. I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Think about Back that. If you went in better. and your therapist was dressed like a bear and said he was a therapist, uh, no, th- never mind. It sounded really good in my head. Did not come out. A therapist. I'll get edited out. Don't worry about it. Bear- a therapist. Guys, uh, welcome to Beck Did Better. This is episode his first guy would be Barry, about- Gary Bibb. Yeah, that would be his first patient. Would be Gary Bibb. All right, we have recorded 15 seconds of this episode without a callback. So. I hope everybody has listened to all uh, about 200 hours that we've put out now. Uh, make sure you listen to that to understand why Gary Bibb uh, is so funny. Guys, I just have to say, this is album 77. Uh, I got to say, guys, this Will Willennium is not going well. You remember that when he, Will Smith came out and said it's the like, new Willennium? Like Will Smith album? Willennium? Yeah. yeah. This is album, yeah, it was right? the Will, even this, album called Willennium? I'm blaming Will you, Smith wait, for all this. This Will you, Willennium's a disaster. <laughs> Rob just hollered at me for a callback to our episode, which our listeners listened to a week ago, but he's calling back the millennium. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that like, <laughs> nobody forgets that from the, the 1900s? I think that had getting jiggy with it on it, didn't it? I think oh, millennium had so good. Jiggy with it. I'm pretty That's sure. like from the 1900s. Yeah. That's way back when. <laughs> what percent of people flying into the Miami airport, though, just whisper under their breath? 
Bienvenidos a Miami. You know it's like 99% Every single of the one. people. Every single one. Yeah, you have to. Will Smith can rhyme. Will Smith can absolutely rhyme. And DJ JZF and the Fresh Prince, that like that stuff, that's real stuff. Like he he can rap. I did go day. to a I did go to a conference a few years ago in Miami and I walked into the room, like the main ballroom, and of course, what song was playing right at the beginning, right before the first speaker? Will Smith going to Miami. I mean, yeah. if you, if you got it, flaunt it, man. Right, smoke them if you got them. And, and then after that was the Miami Vice theme song. That's a pretty what good song about a city. Aaron, does Iowa have any songs about any cities in Iowa? You know, my favorite Iowa song is by a guy named William Elliot Whitmore, and it's called Black Iowa Dirt. Good luck finding that one to play under this one, Rob. But Black Iowa Dirt—that's the best. That's the best song about Iowa that I know. I mean, then of course there's all the songs from State Fair as well. Wait, intros? Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. There's all the songs about what? From about the, the state from, fair? From from the musical State Fair about the state of Iowa. Our oh. state fair is a great state fair. Oh, no. You know, <laughs> you, you ask, Russell. Like, oh, uh, yes. What do you think is going to happen? Sometimes people make mistakes. Our house <laughs> yeah. is a very, very, very fine house. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, do I want to try to get into musicals? And then I heard that and I was like, no, I don't. I, I, I'm convinced anybody can write music for a musical. I don't think it would be hard. You just say things you're thinking and then put it to a song. It doesn't have to rhyme. They don't even have to rhyme. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm sitting in my kitchen. But what a day. But what a way to live. <laughs> Everybody's like, damn, that's a good musical. And I'm like, yeah, it kind of is. Like, if you put the right music behind that, you're going to hear it. I yeah, put I some mean, good I mean, music I, behind it. It sounds really good. I'm in for Beck did it better than musical. I mean, I really think we may have missed our calling. Why are we doing oh this every God. week when we could have just like sold the rights to a musical and just be like caking? Dude, I would be so sweaty if I had to run around <laughs> and sing and dance on stage for three and a half hours. It would be a mess. <laughs> just every five but minutes, topless to girls. The, Right, we just have to do the stuff to like get us onto Broadway, and then and then we hire like different mm-hmm. actors to look like yeah, us, and hire we actors back as producers you, and make the money. Yes. Oh my God, we're so smart. That's such a good idea. I've got Aaron out in California. Aaron, how are you doing today? Hey, Rob, bring me tea. Say the babe's sleeping. Lay down beside me. Let's talk about the who. <laughs> oh boy, this is going great. I hope you enjoy this too, Russell. I got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Great, Rob. Thanks for having me as always. And I've got Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? Rob, you said nobody knew what it like what it was like to be the main host. Well, no one knows what it's like to be the bad man, to be the sad man, to be on the podcast with you guys. No one knows what it's like to be hated, to have dates translated, to oh. know that very small is your condom size. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Why the hell are you not smalls? doing parody? <laughs> to be truthful, to be truthful, I think we are. I think we all know what that's uh, like. Yeah, don't we, I, you, you've seen the carving knife. Yeah, oh. not Aaron. <laughs> Aaron's like darting him. He's like cutting two and a half and then taping them together. He's like, finally, this is big enough. <laughs> I worked way too hard on that. If Rob would have skipped the intros, I would have thrown a fucking tantrum. Oh, that could be our, that could be the big moment in the musical. Rob skips the intros. Russell threatens to quit. Now we've got a show. Aaron's cock is so big he buys his condoms from Simple Human. You guys don't buy your garbage bags from Simple Human. I have a garbage over there in the kitchen. I'm pointing over there. Point over there in the kitchen where (laughs) the garbage is so good that I buy custom bags for it. Like that's how good this garbage can is. I cannot buy regular garbage bags at the store. I have to buy custom sized H garbage bags from Simple Human and they fit so perfectly like a glove. I will never go back. 
you suckers using regular garbage with your like weird sized garbage cans. Got to get a simple human. It's so good. <laughs> My recycling can is simply human. You're right. I think we use the J bags though. When did you know the podcast was going south? Well, we started talking, we started, you know, rating garbage bags yeah. and you know, how cool are you by which garbage bag you use? That was the end of it. That was the beginning. There's three the people end. who heard that condom, simply humans, garbage bag joke. And thought that was so fucking funny. Cause they also shop at bed, bath and beyond. Like I do. If you thought that was funny, text the back line, hashtag simple human. Okay. Hashtag simple human. Then I will know that you got that joke. Thank you. So here guys, we have a caller who is actually paying a compliment to Matt. Let's listen. Oh. Your episode on my bloody Valentine's loveless may have held Matt's best insights of late, pointing out how it sounds made its way onto more popular 90s bands. Keep up the good work, you guys. I got to say Love that after show. that episode, Aaron was on the episode talking about the Breeders. I've never heard the Breeders in my life, ever. I, I, I didn't want to say that because I didn't want to embarrass myself. But I was listening to my Pandora. Ring. And I heard a song. And I was like, God, this sounds like shoegaze music. And I look at it and guess who it is? It's the Breeders. I was like, oh, I'm. Oh, I'm so smart you. and I have smart friends. This is so great. So Matt, they're complimenting you on saying that, uh, that shoegaze sound is a sound you hear all over the place with nineties bands. And it, and it wasn't my mother-in-law, right? Yeah, I know that was not. Wow. All right. Interesting. <laughs> Rob, Rob would have used a much different Bext voice. If it was your mother-in-law Bext again, yeah, it would yeah. have been something nice. totally different than the I robot. I wouldn't have used that sexy Casey Kasem voice. And I, you know what? I've actually, I've actually gone back to that album. You know, oh like, no. I don't are you know, serious? It, yeah. In what, wow. in what context? Like when, when do you like to listen to it? What's your, like, when are you like, yeah, I'm if I'm put- at the gym and yeah. like, you know, I don't know. I've get, got to get a bike ride in or something, right? And there's a TV up there, and I got to have something on in the background. I mean, it's 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 a decent album to just have on in the background. Kind of like what we talked about, Russell. If you're just going to go out for a long run, I forget what the album it was uh, we were talking about, but you know, I don't know. It's just it's it's just it's good music. Sounds like early '90s grungy, heavy guitar. You know, so I don't I, I don't mind it. Well, like if it. you guys if you guys think oh those are going to be the only compliments we get. Just wait. Our little Beck foot freaks are being real sweeties on the voicemail line. Oh, nice. Let's listen to this one. Two follow-ups to the bad breath discussion. First, it's amazing that Rob talked about stinky shoes and socks and how his feet smell without making some sort of foot fetish reference. Is that a sign of personal growth and maturity? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Personal growth. Yeah, my personal growth is through the roof right now. Okay, I've got a growth IRA, and it's just I'm just growing and growing and growing. I'm exponentially. Yeah, I've always been a grower. We know he's a grower, not a shower. I think me talking about my stinky feet did, and and not saying like, oh, why don't you come over and lick them, lick between the toes, you know, put that heel in your mouth. My God. Okay. Okay. You know, stuff like that. I think that's real maturity. So you know what? Great, real good restraint. Very nice. You're right. Class restraints. Now you're talking. Now we. Aaron either has the chef's knife of breath, or it's so bad because he brushes his teeth with dandelion toothpaste. So great. So Aaron, they're, what? they're wondering Wait, if you have the chef knife of breath, or is it so bad like dandelion? So I, I don't think you ever exposed. What is your opinion on your breath, Aaron? Are you normally rocking nice breath, or are you self conscious about your smelly breath? Because I think this really hits a chord with people of like. Everyone is afraid of being smelly. That's a fear. Every it's like spiders, snakes. Everybody has it. Yeah, I got. I mean, I got more of a t-shirt issue. I get like now. I like I go through t-shirts real fast. Like I put on a t-shirt to go out to the garage to work out, and I realize like up oh, that t-shirt stinks. I got to throw it out. But I think my you're breath working is, out. I think my breath is okay. Wait, I think you're it's throwing right. out shirts that smell. Yeah, man. It's like you, you eventually you got to retire these shirts. So you keep washing them. As soon as you put it on and sweat a little bit, it smells, and you got to. 
He's not saying it smells because he's done working out. He's saying like it constantly smells like he washes right. it, takes it out of the dryer, and it's got like a permanent funk. That, you know what exactly. that means? Yes. That Bro, are you using some right. Tom's of Maine shit to wash your clothes with? Like what <laughs> yeah. is the detergent that you're using? Detergent yeah, should it, make your clothes not smell, period, I think no it's matter the what. Seventh generation stuff. Yeah, I think that's Oh no, you can't be using that seventh generation. That's like water. That's like water and like flower petals. There's nothing that's in there that's gonna clean your clothes. And then you take a stinky shirt and you put it through the dryer. That's just putting that stink in there permanently. You have oh, permanent stink. Oh. Yeah, now you're filling up landfill fills with old clothes yeah, and everything. And, oh man, bro, you got to get some Tide Pods. My kids love to eat those things. <laughs> show, keep up the good work. Can't wait for Vegas stories. I'm the bad news bears complimentary car. Keep up the good work, you guys. Love the show. That was the complimentary uh, movie goer saying, "Nice show." So. We are guys. We're just getting so many compliments from our foot freaks out there. I just nice. absolutely love it's it. So nice of the listeners to listen and then call in. Oh. All right. So that is the Beck line. If you want to call it, it's 802-277-BECK. 802-277-BECK. Uh, what the? Now, wait a minute. We We've never a, had this we before. We got a call? The Ooh, Beck line is actually caller? ringing right now. Russell, do you want to pick up the phone? There? I got it. I got it. I got it. Answer that. Hello? Hey, what's up? Uh, this is uh, this is Meatloaf. Whoa, I'm Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Meat, meatloaf yeah. Food the, or the singer? Uh, I'm Meatloaf. I'm Meatloaf the singer, actually. I had a better run as Meatloaf the singer. Uh, meatloaf, I, I heard, unfortunately, that you had passed away earlier today or for our uh, listeners a few weeks ago. His uh, name is Robert Paulson. His that's name what, is Robert Paulson. That, <laughs> you get kind of serious. Robert Paulson. <laughs> I don't know who this guy is. He's kind of a bummer. I'm dead Meatloaf. I'm here to just have some fun. I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm I'm dead Meatloaf. I'm so covered in dirt. I could use a bath out of hell. You guys know what I'm talking about. Oh, oh God. Oh. Bath We're not even hell. 24 hours word. past this. Yeah, no. I, I got to, Literally too soon. I'm dead. It's not too soon, though. It's Because uh, I'm fat, so we're making a big fun of me. It's actually okay. Meatloaf, while you're calling it, I did have a question for you if you're yeah, willing to take up? any questions. Uh, I'm happy to take questions. Uh, I would do anything for a fan. You know what I'm talking about. I, I was listening the other day uh, after I heard you pass away today. I was listening to the song Paradise by the Dashboard Light, oh. and I and I read that or that's about losing your virginity in a car. I was yep. kind of curious. What is the best way to have sexual relations in a car? Oh, I, I think that's easy. I think what you do is uh, you can actually uh, put her in the trunk with her head facing the back seats, oh, no. uh, and then you just mostly <laughs> no. close the trunk. Oh, uh, no. and that's no. a good way. Sub question is, I had, this discussion with, I had this discussion with one of our listeners today. Is Paradise by the Dash, Dashboard Lights both a top five good karaoke song and a top five most difficult karaoke song to pull off? Because you got to have someone long. who can sing the hell out of it. And you got to have somebody who can vamp the Phil Rizzuto part. I had this discussion with a listener. And I'll tell you, this is Rob, by the way. I'm back. I, I'm also talking to Meatloaf. Uh, I I, uh, I did do that song. I got drunk before my sister's wedding, and I did Paradise by the Dashboard Lights. It is also an all-timer song because it is like 10 minutes, and there's nothing anybody yeah. can do. Way it long. repeats over and over and over. Yeah, yeah. I, I do love that song, and I'll tell you why, Russell. Uh, I'm one of the few people that have a top 10 song about fing Buddy in a car. Right? There's not oh, many people that can say that. That song, Is there it, the whole thing. Yeah, he's when I'm rounding second base, Aaron, a third base. That's f- not second. Wait, base. does anyone know? Have, have the bases okay, ever Aaron, been fully what's established? First what's first base, Aaron? Do you? Yeah, well, there, there's definitely a point where there's someone on third and there's a suicide squeeze yep. to send him home. And if I'm right, it's the only right way before I can get the off. person's about to score meatloaf, she stops him and says, 
essentially, if you're going to sleep right with there. me, you got to say you love me forever. Yeah. You got to you right. got to make me your gotta wife. So, right Rob, I, I was kind of curious, uh, Meatloaf. Do you think it's okay <laughs> to lie to a potential? Uh, partner a, a sexual partner about whether you're in love with them in order to seal the deal i'll tell you what at the time if it's not a lie then it's okay okay at the okay. time if, it, if you think that it might happen if you could do anything for love i think that that is perfectly fine uh what you do uh post coitus i think we have all have a certain kind of clarity uh whether we're closing browser windows or uh, escaping out a bathroom window opening a trunk i tell them oh i have to go drop a meatloaf and then i i try to get out the window and that always it's a good uh, uh maybe a follow-up question to that meatloaf so let's yeah. say you do let's say you they uh, say excuse me can you just call me meat uh meatloaf was my dad's name loaf loaf i got you loaf loaf i'm curious yeah. if you if so let's say they do ask do you love me forever are you technically allowed to say am i allowed to sleep on it for a night can you tell your potential sexual partner i need to sleep on that question well that song was actually about uh i think one of the hardest things and that is when you do have blue balls and you are trying to fall asleep uh if you are a stomach sleeper like i am uh you have to find that nice place between the mattress and the box springs to fall asleep otherwise you just cannot uh it, with trying to sleep on it it's tough you know. How do you get between the mattress and the box ring? That seems like a. I'm trying to imagine the math, how this works here. But. It's, don't picture me naked. My eyes are up here. Okay, I'm meatloaf. <laughs> and I'm dead, so please respect that. Rob, Aaron, Matt, you guys are all married. Hey. Loaf, Loaf, you're married too. I was kind of curious. Yeah, uh, once you were married uh, and you have gotten laid at that point, are you allowed to tell your spouse that you're now praying for the end of time to arrive so you can end your time <laughs> oh, with God, them or no. not? No, 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 not permitted. Uh, oh, it's permitted in the song. Not advised. Not, not advised. advised. No, no, Loaf, not, not a role model. Not, not a role I, model. It is. It is true. Uh, when you do say to your spouse that you are now praying for the end of time uh, so that that is how your relationship will be over. Hopefully this planet will hurtle into the sun, killing millions, if not billions, ending the dreams of everybody. And that would be better than being married to you. That's a step you cannot, you cannot take those words back. What, what would you, what would you do for love? What wouldn't you do for love meatloaf? I'll tell you what, there's been a lot of misunderstanding. I'm kind of losing the voice there. There's been a lot of misunderstandings about that song. Uh, yeah. That song was actually, I went through a period of time uh, where I was obsessed with having sex with springs. Springs? Yeah, I would do any spring for love. And then they got written down wrong. I was what, fucking what? slinkies. I was, I was fucking uh, car shocks. Uh, I even had sex between winter and summer. Ripping over, ripping open mattresses. Yeah, spring. Spring, yeah, I was ripping over mattresses. Trying to sleep with the blue. I was, yeah, can I sleep on it? Yeah, you can sleep in it. It's a mattress with a hole cut in it. Did that phase all go and away it says when you got a loaf and crayon above and below it? Did that phase go away when you bought a waterbed and you no longer had springs to sleep on? The key was I had a waterbed heater. I bought one off Craigslist in Memphis. I got a great deal on it. Memphis. Yeah. We're going to hell. This is really bad. Hey, if you're going to hell, you got to call on me because you know what I did? That was a bad out of hell, too. Bad out of hell, too. Came out like 20 years later. For some reason, it was a huge hit among middle school kids. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because the Do Anything for Love video was rocking, man. That was a great video. I, yeah, so. Hey, uh, RIP me. I'm Meatloaf, okay? So. Uh, <laughs> this is really wrong. What? Oh, wait. Who's you that over there that I see? Who's that over there that I see? Let me. Oh, we got a second line. Hello, oh. baby. <laughs> 
Whatever he wouldn't do for love, I'd do it twice and three times on Sunday. You guys know what I'm talking about. Speaking of callbacks. Lay's panties in my face. I fucked a hole in the ground. What, a birthday hole or what other kind hey, of no, hole? <laughs> It is there's there is meatloaf. Hey baby, there was meatloaf written on top and on the bottom in crayon. Oh baby, forgot which voice I was using there for a second, baby. Oh no. Hey, I gotta go. I'm late for my flight. I'll see you guys oh, later. Whoa, baby, this is wrong. Oh no, what? I want to have another big hit. You guys know what I'm talking about. Well, Meat right. Loaf, Big Bopper, it was great talking to you guys. Yeah, We're going to let guys. you go now. Really glad that we had that We're both in so hell, could... baby. No, that's oh, why no, you say no, that right at the end. No. That's the worst part. All right. <laughs> <laughs> guys, we, think... we couldn't even say anything nice about like, the, end of, like, the fifth greatest selling album or ever or whatever it was. What? Where was Where was that bad out of the hell of the greatest selling albums ever? It's got to be up there. I think it is. I think it's like fifth. It's it's it, it, it's wild to me that there was like I I've literally heard Meatloaf I bet a thousand times just because he had that one album that in middle school everybody played over and over and over, which is wild. Could an artist like Meatloaf ever make it right now? Bad out of hell, absolutely fucking rocks. It does. It's so good. I don't know. Does anyone know what forty three? Like? I think an artist. Forty three like- million copies sold worldwide. Fourteen time platinum. <sighs> Uh, best. It's the best-selling album in Australia of all times. So. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Mm, I wonder what Gary Bibb has to say about that. He can't like that stat very much. It's not good. Maybe, our, maybe he'll call in next week on that false. And it is number three hundred and forty-three in our list. Oh, it's on our list. Oh, great. Ooh, we'll get, get to that in two thousand twenty-seven. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. You wish. I think it's going to be actually later than that. Oh, God, uh, no. Aaron, rolling, going. How's it going with you? What is oh, up? What is man. happening? I'm glad you asked, Rob, and I hope you guys have some patience because it's been a while since we talked. I got a lot to say. First of all, I do have some patience, Aaron, but it's because I have been running a fake doctor's office for quite some time. Uh, <laughs> don't want to get into why, but uh, just rhymes with tongue depressor. <laughs> all right. First of all, I got to give some shouts to a couple of Beckett and Better listeners who heard me talking on the podcast and sent me a Minnesota Lynx sweatshirt. Yeah, uh, amazing. Not one, but two different Beck did a better listeners bought me a Minnesota Lynx sweatshirt for my wow. birthday, which I'm rocking tonight. So I'm very happy about that. Amazing. I do also have to issue a Beck did a better apology to another oh. one of our listeners who happens to be. And now an apology from Beck oh. did it better. I don't my know wife. when to play this. To Your wife. Yes. Hmm. Oh, well, Sounds like a, a song we're going to hear today. Podcast. Yeah. I got to say to my wife, uh, I, I think, I don't know exactly. I've lost track now. We did so many episodes, but at some point I made a comment that I wanted to buy a new corkscrew to open wine bottles and she would not allow me to do so. Oh no. Turns out she had purchased for me a top shelf sommelier knife for Christmas. So now I have a beautiful, uh, Lagiel de Brock, uh, Sommelier Zuka. knife, so I can open wine bottles of wine in style. So I've got to get absolutely give Aaron, her props and make a quick apology. Yep. When you and your wife have wine, do you like walk out with a, a napkin or a cloth over your arm and then pour it yes. over your arm for like a really fancy way or not? I mean, I, I will admit to doing that once in a while, but I mean, typically yeah. it's like uh, you know we've got some you know wild crats on the television and we're just trying to get some get, get some happy hour in before the erotic before the TV's erotic. over. You know what I'm saying? 
And Aaron's like, Aaron's like, uh-huh, I, I talked to you about this. And she's like, I don't want to. And Aaron's like, no, no, if you're the waiter, you need to draw a mustache on your lips. She's like, okay, <laughs> fine. She has to go back and draw a mustache. Aaron's like, mm, much better, much better. My son was out of school this week due to a COVID exposure. So we did a bunch of play dates with one of his other exposure? classmates who was also exposed guys to COVID. On YouTubes. And his classmate who came over to play at our house told us that we had a small house. So even the yeah. four-year-olds <laughs> shit about having a small house. So that, that I'm picturing like my head on a little kid's body. Just being like, yeah. what the fuck? You're hanging your clothes up in your, in your house? These shirts stink. Yeah. These are terrible. She was like, you have a small house. You don't even have an attic or a basement. We're like, well, yeah, that's that's true. Uh, but did it hurt? Did it hurt at all? Like, did it hurt when she said it or not? Yeah, I mean, of course it hurt. And of course, I thought of you guys right away. Like, well, write that down. That's a rolling going right there. Like, and Aaron's like, like monsters in the attic would just be monsters on the roof. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. What's the difference? And finally, I got to say, there's been much rejoicing in my house this week because uh, due to uh, supply chain constraints, uh, our uh, coffee Kinky. grinder was our coffee grinder was down. Uh, I could not get a new burr holder for the coffee grinder. So for two weeks, we were grinding the coffee by hand, and we now have oh, replaced the burr holder, and we are grinding the coffee uh, in the machine once again. So the manual coffee grinding is over. Everyone can relax and enjoy their mornings. So that's it. That's my ruling going. I'm gonna say it again. Why do you keep that exciting story for the end? Why not leave with that? Okay. Oh my God, Aaron bought an appliance for his kitchen. Yeah, so did everyone else in the world. It's our fucking favorite thing to do. I love buying shit. You know what I bought for the kitchen the other day? A device that I can put pork in and I spin it and it turns into pulled pork. Everybody is buying shit for their kitchen, Aaron, all the time. I didn't buy, I bought a replacement part for a thing that I already have, but I had to wait for the part to come. No, God, we already heard the story. Please. We had to grind the coffee by hand. So I had to use my old Dawson House hand grinder. That thing's hard, man. It's hard work. Yeah. You're trying to grind 65 grams of coffee every morning? It's not easy. Can can you use it with the peanut butter or not? (laughs) (laughs) Or is it not? Is it coffee specific? It's coffee specific. I think you probably could use it for peanut butter, but cleaning it would be a bitch. It's all made of wood except for the burrs. So that would be be a real son of a bitch. But I don't know. I kind of like the idea. That little kid say, Hey, fucker, you grinding your hand by coffee? What a dumb shit. It's like, oh my God, this kid's back burning on me. Damn it. This kid always sees me when I make mistakes. So that's it. It's been a long time since we talked. I've had a lot going on in my life. That was the that was the the totality of what's interesting in my life. I listened to your podcast and there were parts that weren't that good, actually. I didn't like it very much. It seems like you guys actually put a lot of time into it. It's like, oh my God, they're so pointed. Why are you wasting your time on this podcast? <laughs> your whole life, you're going to be doing other shit. <laughs> hey, your, your podcast hasn't grown listeners in the last six months. How does that make you feel? It's like, oh my God, this kid is really, is knows point. right where to stab it. going straight from the heart. Yeah. Sometimes you make mistakes in your parenting. It's actually going to cause long-term problems. Like, oh my God. That's just what I'm thinking about. Just two daggers. Just one after Ooh. another. Thanks yeah. A lot, Kayla. Yeah. Your chance of dying is a hundred percent. It's like, Oh my God, I don't need to think about this right now. It's too real. It's too yeah. Real. Why don't you go play in the other, we'll go play with all the Legos. Make some love blasters. Uh, I got uh, Matt. How are you doing? Rolling going. How's it going with you? Uh, doing well, doing well. We, uh, Three of us had the pleasure of spending some time together in Vegas over the last weekend. Vegas, yeah. Las and I Vegas. swear to God, there was like, it, 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 somehow we got to figure out how to do this. There's probably like 38,000 rolling going things to, yeah, oh, bring totally. to talk about, but I, I don't remember any of them. Nope. You know, I've got like two <laughs> Successful of them. trip. 
And I can tell you why you don't remember anything from the trip. And it might be that the, we ran into two guys from Richfield. Okay. Two randomly <laughs> yes. ran into two guys from Richfield. Immediately, almost on cue, all three of us then woke up the next day in the hotel. We were like, wait, what happened? I met two guys from Richfield, woke up in the hotel, no idea. Well, the three other, three the three other guys did. I I knew what I was getting into. Yeah, I, we so. should have. Matt was like, "Oh no, I won't. I don't need a drink this time." That should have set alarm bells off of like, "Oh, he knows. Like he's been swimming in these deep waters before. He knows what's going on." Whereas we we're like, "Oh no, we'll have drinks. We'll have drinks." And then literally two days later, we had to go through the photos of the event to see like what time we got home. Well, I, I was curious. So, so one of Matt's buddies from Richfield shows that we're at, we're at kind of like an outdoor bar type dance dance place where they've right. got like an and 80s band. I didn't know band. they were there, right? I mean, this is like completely mm, out of the blue. Okay. I just happened to run into them. Okay. So all of a sudden, Matt looks and he's staring at these two guys and they got masks on and he's peeking at them and he's looking weird and all of a sudden they they all burst out. They're hugging, they're high five, and they're so happy. And immediately these guys are like, well, we're buying drinks for the group. So these guys started buying a, a number of rounds, but like, what is what is the the etiquette when it comes to people are going to buy you drinks. Can you say no? Like I'm not doing a shot or if, if no. someone's buying, you no. got to take it, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. 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 Then you pour half it on the ground and then only shoot half of it. And then you're wind up. Okay. For the day. No, I think it's better if you actually drink it all that night. And then the next day when you're supposed to be having fun in Vegas, you have to take a four hour <laughs> nap uh, in the middle of one of the football games. I actually think that's really fun. All I know is I had I had one drink that probably quadrupled my Jägermeister consumption over the last ten years in one cup. Yeah, that feels good. That's a good. Yeah, it was not good. No, you have to. I mean, you're only like at that point you're already there. It's like you you've already made the choice. You know you're there. Someone's gonna put a drink in your hand. You have to drink Mm -hmm. it. Your only option is to sit in the hotel room by yourself. Otherwise, if you're out, you're out. And if someone buys you a drink, you take it. And that when you sit in there by yourself, it's always a worry because you never know if that belt's going to get stuck, right? Is if you're, that oh, belt's yeah, going to get stuck like, around the need, neck, or right? You need a buddy. You need a buddy system if, with that belt. You can't like you can't be in there by yourself on that. No, Somebody's got to be in the bathroom. We don't need a belt buddy out. system. That's part of actually what gets you off. Matt, what else did you notice about Las <laughs> Vegas? Part well, I think I think the 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 thing that we miss kind of not being out in the real world because of COVID stuff mm-hmm. is just seeing all the weird people. Right. And like, you know, us four, we're not weird. I mean, we're just normal old people, but you know, to other people, we're freaking weirdos who are sitting in bars for, you know, 17 hours straight watching three football games. Like some people would say, who the hell, why the hell would you do that thing? So I tried to start writing down just a couple of like the funky groups that you see out yes. in Vegas. No. And there's not a lot of them, and I'm sure people can could keep going through more of them. But you know, some of them are you know there's there's the there's the guys who are probably like in their early 20s, and they think they're really funny, and they all dress alike, right? Like they're all wearing yes. like turtlenecks and gold chains, or the uh, sunglasses at night, the, or the Hawaiian sh- uh, suit combo. I saw that a lot with its Hawaiian shirt, but it's a suit with shorts, and they right. and then they would be like at the buffet. I'm like, look at these yeah. fucking losers at the buffet with me. How exactly. many of those guys do you think you know. also have podcasts? Oh, uh, high percentage. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a podcast where I sit down with like people and hear about like what they've gone through. It's like, what? Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's gonna but, listen to that. Okay, you need to have a show where you're actually talking about like fucking holes in the ground and shit. That's what people want. To hear. <laughs> the the obvious one is the bachelorette parties, right? I mean, oh, everybody comes out God. and. Rob, I mean, you know about bachelor parties, right? I was scanning. <laughs> but the best part of that, the the little the little nuance part of that, the best part of it is that the 
the women who haven't been out in a long time or just, or they're just not used to dressing up, which mm-hmm. is perfectly fine. But then they say everybody decides they got to wear like high heels or something. <laughs> and there's like two of the seven that are wearing high heels yeah. that maybe have never worn high heels ever in their lives. That's and about just the worst city to have bad shoes on, right? Stumbling like, down the, yeah, yeah. you got to walk so much. Yeah. Cause you're that like, oh, does, let's go down just two casinos and it's like a mile away. And then you have these women who look like newborn fawns and they're walking out there like, (laughs) and then you can't sit down in a casino unless you're playing or buying a $25 cocktail. Right. There's there's a million others, but my favorite, my absolute favorite, every time I see it, it just makes me laugh every time is you've got the hardcore gangsters, right? Somebody who, if you looked at them wrong, they would absolutely kick the shit out of you. You know, they're from, Places that I've never been, things like that. They just, you don't even want, you you don't want to be on the same side of the street of them. But all of a sudden, they turn and you see them and they've got the big foot long or yard long like margarita <laughs> and it's hanging over there. Or you go over there next and you're like, oh God, you guys you guys are in Vegas. This is awesome. So that's, I, that's my favorite. Can I share what, one of my favorites? Yeah, for sure. I, I saw a group of three guys and they were leaving a CVS store on the Vegas Strip and all three of them were carrying a six pack of oatmeal cream pies. Oh. I was like, why do each of them need a, why do each of them need a box of oatmeal cream pies? They all three of them had an oatmeal cream pie box. That sounds like lunch right there. Like you just, <laughs> and anywhere else it's like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. In Vegas? You're just like, hey, yeah, whatever, man, good. good for you. Own right. it. Okay, yeah, guys, we're going to go gambling and we're going to buy whatever food we can with the money that's left when we're done gambling. Maybe we'll get to go to a nice five-star restaurant. Like, okay, no. <laughs> we'll see. cream pie this night. is 2000 yeah. calories that'll last me two days if i stretch it so i think that's good that's what we'll do <laughs> we need some energy to gamble all night so obviously rob did you have any observations pies. well i was once in vegas and uh jenny and i my wife and i were playing blackjack and she turns to me and she goes oh my god those guys that walked by just squeezed my ass as they walked by what oh, and i was like rob's running on and i was like 25 and i was like Papa, don't take what no mess. What the fuck? I was like, this, I, this is my fucking wife. Okay, you will respect her. Okay, she is trying hard to get into medical school, and I have put all my money into this bet, and I needed to hit really bad. And I'm talking about the medical school thing, not the black check I'm playing. So I stood up and I turned to face these guys, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to beat the shit. And these guys were so enormous; they were walking away, and they were like six foot five. They were in like long leather trench coats and massive. I could tell even in the trench coats, they were huge. And I, was, and I turned to Jenny and I go, ah, it'll be fine. And I sit back down. So that was my, <laughs> it'll be fine. Yeah. Ah, nobody, nobody hurt your ass. I was like, Ooh, that kind of is arousing. I kind of, I'm a cuckold. Uh, R- Russell, what are you what, going? How's it going with you? <laughs> Roll it going, roll it going. It's good. I'm going to say the whole word cuckold, by the way. I think cuckold sounds really classy. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love to watch my wife get hit, you know, get rammed, get her guts rearranged by other men. When you're a cuck, it's it's like, ugh, gross. It's disrespectful. Cuck hold as though you were like a person who likes to have your cuck held, which I think that's a whole different. That's a whole different thing. No, a cuckold is a guy, but like I'm watching my wife get fucked. You don't have to explain. But I have a a monocle on. You know what I mean? Like I got my monocle and I'm like, "Hmm, yes, sir. <laughs> Keep slamming my wife, good sir. I'm going to film you just from behind so I can just see your balls and ass. So, I mean, and, every and I don't time, just feel your breath that way. Like, every, if I stay back here and I have to feel your breath. <laughs> They're always like, oh, I'm going to zoom in on this guy's ass. I'm like, what is this? Is the issue, right? 
Uh, Russ, rolling going. How's it going with you? Rolling going. <laughs> I'm going to stick with the Vegas theme. And uh, Rob brought up cuckolds, so I got to have a question about what happens when there's another guy in your bed. So I, I here. <laughs> So we go to Vegas and okay. <laughs> we're go, we go to Vegas and we are we're out at this outdoor place. The Richfield, uh, the Richfield guys show up. Everyone's taking shots. We're having too many drinks. At some point we got to go and we got to do like the 25, 30 minute walk back through the Vegas strip to get to the hotel. And Matt is the soberest of the group. Right. So the three of us are essentially just staring at Matt's the back of his head and following him wherever he goes, because if one of us gets lost in one of those casinos, we're done. Forget he's a good it. wheel to follow. Yeah, he's yep. a good wheel and Matt, to follow. And Matt is a, a A plus player when it comes to navigating locate confusing locations. Yes. He can get through casinos uh, 10 times quicker than I can do it. So eventually we get back and we had two adjoining rooms with the open door. And earlier in the night, one of the rooms weren't ready. So a few of us, two of us had put our bags in the other room. And so we walk in. And it's like 3.30 in the morning. And we go lay down and we're la- I'm laying in the bed. And all of a sudden I turn and I look and Rob's in the bed next to me in just his underwear. And I was like, well, this is getting kind of weird. And like at first I thought he was just joking around like, oh, I'm just going to try to joke around with Russ for a second here. And I'm like, <laughs> he kept laying there. And he, it, it felt like for like five, 10 minutes. And I was like, this is starting to get weird. And so I go, I, I say something along the lines of, Rob, what's going on? And then I realize, oh, I'm in the wrong bed. So I essentially <laughs> I look at Matt and Rob and I say, wait, am I in the wrong bed? <laughs> and you're all wrapped yeah. up. You're yeah. snuggled up, ready to go I to sleep. T- and, yeah. I brought him a bologna sandwich that he heated up in the microwave. I thought he'd like it. So, uh, so Matt, Matt, who's the only sober one in the group, informs me that yes, I am actually in the wrong bed. I'm supposed to be in the other room, in the in yeah. the on the other side of the door. So I get up, I go to bed. But it made me start thinking: at what point in life do you become too old to share another bed with someone? Like you're like, I can afford my own room, or I can afford my own bed. Because do you guys remember when we were younger? Nine of us went on a trip to Iowa for a football game, and we had yes. nine guys stay in one red one roof room. in rooms. Nine yes. guys in a room, but at what point in life are you no longer sharing a bed or no longer sharing a room? I will with say other about adults? that about that nine man in one room trip. I slept, ladies, calm down. I slept between Steve, that Steve, and Zach. I that slept Zach? in the same bed with wow. that Steve and Zach. So the ladies, they would never recover from that kind of experience. Oh man, you're never like we're never gonna have our own room in Las Vegas. Like. You have to have a roommate. You do not want to wake up alone in Las Vegas. That's the saddest shit ever. Yeah, it's true. Like you're going to wake up hungover as shit. You always need someone to turn to and be like, why do I feel so terrible? I also yep. feel terrible. Well, we're going to be okay. Let's move on. Aaron, you'll get a kick out of this. So I was Matt's roommate. And first of all, rooming with Matt is like rooming with your dad. It's exactly the same. <laughs> I come in, he's watching the Kevin Costner movie Draft Day very closely. He's like, that's what happens in this draft day. Kushlash, kushlash. And then he, he, he's got all these things. But the thing is, is I said, oh, can I put it on my sound machine? He's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I put it on. I would say Matt fell asleep. Uh, it probably took him about one and a half seconds to fall asleep. As soon as I turned off the light yes. and put on the sound machine, Strong he started move. snoring. And, and then when we woke up in the morning, we realized our shower was connected to the room, Aaron. And all it had between it and the room was frosted glass. So you yes. could see our outlines as we were showering. It was, I mean, it was just. Great. And then the last day, Matt Irish goodbye me in the morning. Yeah. I woke up and he was gone. So His good. bag was packed. He was out of there. He was totally. He left you a $50 bill and a note with a heart on it. 
Yeah, yeah. It was like ten bucks, ten bucks, and like a rapid test uh, for test for what? I think that I, my thing is I, I wouldn't. I I love the Irish goodbye in most situations, but if I were sharing a hotel room with a guy, I like to get a hug goodbye. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want an Irish goodbye. If I'm Night sharing before, a hotel room with one of you, you guys, know what? I but get I, a hug. It was like it was like seven in the morning though. So like I didn't want to wake Rob up. I was so I didn't happy. Know, I feel yeah. that. So Rob's his you know, before. I mean, as long as I get yeah. the hug, I'm good. Like, that's all I need. If it's well, not before, and, and that's fine. As long as, and again, you got to make sure if you're the one paying for the room and the other person's kind of, you know, there, you got to make sure you get your money. So right. there's, a slaw, there's a few situations where you might have to wake the guy up just to make sure you get your cash. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll never see it. <laughs> yeah. Only, only, there's only a couple people I, like that. I think, <laughs> I think too, though, the fact that I sleep uh, with my butt way up in the air and face down, I think that that made Matt not want to wake me up, too. It's the only way I can sleep. I sleep like a baby. That's like Biggie. Biggie says, I sleep on my stomach so I don't fuck on my sheets. Oh shit, I pushed the wrong one. <laughs> oh well, we'll let it play. Where did that one go? I think I deleted it. I deleted mattress and then you bring up Biggie. Nice job. All right. So Rob, rolling going. How's it going with you? Oh, how's it rolling going with Rob? I'll tell you what. My wife is fucking out of town for this whole week. Oh, Ooh, nice. Yeah. Oh, he's recording up. a podcast. This place <laughs> is a mess and I will not clean it up until the last second. I will not clean it up until a half hour before she comes home. I will be scrambling. Okay. That is how. Are your feet up on her puzzle table or not? That puzzle is put away. The feet go wherever they want. I do whatever <laughs> I want. I am. Sleep- I'll tell you what. When my wife is out of town, I am sleeping window. It was 14 degrees out. Window open last night. Nice. Okay, dog. The only way to do it. It was great. And then my my youngest one came in. She was like, oh, can I come sleep in your bed? I was like, yes, this is like the perfect night. This is the greatest thing ever. I love it. First of all, let me just be very clear. I love my wife. Marriage is going fine. But I love it (laughs) when she is out of town and I just, a sound machine turned up. Anything I want, I don't have to stay stock still when I'm going to bed. I'm not sleeping next to a pit of vipers. I am not some sort of operation (laughs) game where I can't touch the edges or I will get yelled at. I can do, and guess what? It's great. It's wonderful. It's no problem. We also have ordered out three nights in a row now. So do you do you normally use the sound machine when she's there or not? Yeah, but I have to use a quieter one because the other one is voice activated. And if I talk while she's trying to go to sleep, she she gets up and she <laughs> yells at me. What are you doing? I'm trying yeah. to go to sleep. Well, because that because that that noise machine was loud in Vegas. <laughs> I mean, it didn't bother. You know, it's fine, but I mean, that thing is yeah, loud. Yeah, Aaron's right. My hearing is fucked from that thing. I yeah, just I'm accepted you, it. Man, That's that, the way the, it is. The white noise is fucked up my hearing. I cannot do it anymore. Don't you guys think it's kind of a bad thing to get hooked on a sound machine? Like when, oh. the first time you start using it, now you're, you're always going to need that, right? Wouldn't it be more fun to be yes. hooked on the Miami sound machine? Like if you just like you couldn't <laughs> yes. sleep without Gloria Miami. Estefan? Like yes. that would be that would be some shit. Like if it was <laughs> imagine well, if it was like rhythm is going to get you all night long. With a rat tat 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 on the ground. We should sell Miami sound machines. Oh my god. Do you that think we could so get the Willetium to promote the Miami Come sound machine? Come on, do that conga. Don't yourself any longer feel the rhythm. Other music getting stronger. Don't you do do that conga. Beep up and down. Rhythm is gonna get you. Rhythm is gonna get you. Rhythm is gonna get you. I just pull up Look to the hotel. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, I can't sleep without a sound machine. Can I put on a sound machine? And man's like, oh yeah, sure. Turn the lights off. And it's like. <laughs> Wow. Rhythm is gonna get you. Rhythm is gonna get you. Rhythm is gonna get you tonight. Oh, wait, oh, wait. Then you hear me like under the seat. Oh, 
All that will be put in the background. It's going to be so good. Wouldn't it be weird if we had to be roommates and I showed up and you had the Miami sound machine and I had a rage against the sound machine and it was like, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Uh, Rhythm is going to get you. Rhythm is... That'd be nice. It's a good combination. I like that. It's a good mashup. Miami sound machine, by the way, one of the best. Is it, so is there anything you guys do when your significant other is out of town and you have the whole place to yourself? Is there anything you like to treat? I, you know, I turn to the girls and I always say, hey, you know what the rules are for when mom's gone? And they always say no rules. And I go, that's right. We do whatever we want. Hasn't Aaron said before uh, he likes to eat shrimp or something like that? Like, like some- eat, Yeah, I like to eat weird food. Yeah, like just like to eat like. Anything on a tortilla, just like whatever I got, throw it on a tortilla, anything weird, just like mix up some scrambled eggs, put some whatever. If I asked this question last time my wife was out of town, was I that excited last time too where I also repeated this question? We might have a new listener since then. One. No, we don't. No, yeah. I've checked. I've checked. We have, we don't. Hey, this is the show I really like. Okay, they listen. It's just like us talking about what's on a burger with sound effects. And everybody's like, oh, why, why do you like this show? They mostly talk about their college experience. I don't know. The the, the, the whole um, meatloaf parody eight hours after he passed away might draw some listeners. That might help. <laughs> this is coming out in a couple of weeks. That's true. Okay, That's it's going to be funny again by then. Don't worry. True. He will have had a big memorial service somewhere. Like, you know, the big meatloaf memorial will have happened. It'll be on CNN and everything. And then... Yeah. People will be like, oh, yeah. yeah, I want to think about Meatloaf. Let me check out this podcast that mentions him in there. Oh, my God. They're putting him in a monster truck, driving him around like DMX. <laughs> By the way, God, please put me in a DMX monster truck and drive me around. Shit. Fuck. Yeah. It's, well, put me. Uh, listen, it, it, when you looked, at, I thought Meatloaf was going to die in like 1995. So the fact that he lasted this long, I think is like, hey, big ups to modern science for keeping Meatloaf alive. That guy looked like a chicken nugget, like with hair on it. Like he <laughs> did not look like a healthy guy. Aaron doesn't so know what they look like. Paulson. Aaron doesn't His order those at McDonald's. He doesn't know what they look like. <laughs> filet of fish, man, all day. I'm, that's, oh. that's it, the filet of fish. Should we get to the album? Is this a music podcast? I don't think so. Nobody's favorite part of Not really. Well, we did. Let's we talk talked about Meatloaf already. I think we're done with the music yeah. for today. Yeah, yeah we, we did, did our memorials. So we did our in memoriam for Meatloaf. I mean, I did. Let's yeah, let's get to Rob's three things. I got, in I a way, first track. I mean, I hear it. honestly, in a way, we talked about Meatloaf in a way that was both respectful and legally it was parody. So it's like it, it's not actually liable if it's parody. You know, it's parody's nuts. All right, we have the Who, who is like. In 1969, releases Tommy, right? Nice. Which, which is a wild album. It's just like, it's, it's, it's literally a rock opera. Shout out and to Anne Margaret. And it's a hit. Though. Shouts to Anne Margaret. What's, and Elton John. What? You seen why, the movie? why are you saying that? No, Elton John's in the movie, about, and, and Margaret's fine as hell in the movie. That's it. Go ahead. This is a music podcast, Aaron. We do not have time to talk about <laughs> movies right now. Okay. Fair. Please. Fair. We need to focus up. Uh, and so they were like, well, what are we going to do? We've been touring all year t- playing this Tommy stuff. We've got to come up with new material. So what do you do when you've written the greatest rock opera of all time that nothing will ever surpass? I mean, when you say rock opera, people think Tommy. So what do you do if you're that band? You try to write another rock opera. That is what you do. That is exactly what you do. And so uh, Pete Townsend basically came along, the guitar player, and said, I've got this thing called Lifehouse. And everybody was like, oh, Lighthouse. And he's like, no, it's Lifehouse. And they were like, Lifehouse? And he was like, yeah, Lifehouse. It was this idea that he uh, said was a futuristic rock opera. And then another time he said, well, now it's a live recorded concert album. And then he said, it's actually a script for a film. So he kept changing what it was. But it was kind of a futuristic thing. And so what happened is that idea got abandoned. They didn't want to do Lifehouse uh, Opera anymore. 
So that's why we have so much synthesizer on this album is that the synth was being used for that futuristic concept. And Pete Townsend liked it so much. He's like, God dang, I got to put this in all my songs, but not as like a lead instrument. I want to do it as like a rhythm section. And so that's what, for example, we hear uh, to start like uh, Bob O'Reilly and stuff like that. Wasn't there a band called Lifehouse? Was the band Lifehouse named after the the apocryphal album Lighthouse? Lifehouse? Oh my God, how deep does this go? Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Inception. Yeah. And now that I think about it, like... It's kind of like vaccines are controlling her mind. I mean, you know what I think? Like, I'm digging deep on this stuff, and I think Aaron's making a lot of sense. Oh, I wouldn't know. I haven't had one, so I, I mean, maybe you guys are being controlled. But I, yeah, Aaron's I'm still fine. doing my own research over here. Yeah. You're listening. immunized. You just haven't got a vaccine. I'm yet, immunized. Right? Yeah, I'm watching a lot of Joe Rogan clips. The show is too long, but I watch the clips. Uh, and then I have to say, the only other thing I want to say is that their idea for a live show at one point was that everyone in the audience would put in some sort of data into a computer and the show would end with a chord that was played using the data that people put in. So it would be like this universal chord. To Nerds. End the show. Total nerd. I was like, like that. Yeah. It's pretty it would cool. sound terrible, but it's cool that they like, this is the kind of stuff where like now you realize you think about anything that's going on with a computer was already thought of. It's just now that like due to Moore's law, the computational power is strong enough to try it. But like way back in 71, people already had these ideas. They just couldn't make it happen. It's true. They were, they were like, we, we've categorized porn. How can we make it easier for people to watch? <laughs> if only computers would come along. <laughs> a lot of people don't know it, but that was the uh, second thing Alan Turing worked on was after whatever code or whatever. It was whatever okay, BBWs. <laughs> All right, let's listen to the album. We are going to start out with Ooh. Baba O'Reilly. Woo! Yeah. I know, right? Like, I don't know if the album lives up to this first track fully, but this, uh, this is in the top five opening tracks this is now, a, right? This oh, is a easy. good. This is a good bookend album too. It Agreed. opens yes. and it ends. Awesome. Uh, good call. Now, man. I would say Pearl Jam often plays this song live and kind of their, uh, you know, one of the last few songs they play. So, hearing this song live is unbelievable. So, oh, think of it, it. It's it's a great song overall. And a lot of people imagine. mistakenly call Bob O'Reilly Teenage Wasteland, and I yell at them every time they do. So I'm helping. I'm helping make things better. Um, but the reason they were singing Teenage Wasteland is they were looking at the mess that was left behind people uh, after concerts. And they were like, bro, this is a real Teenage Wasteland. Their other song was called Recycling. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> I, did you guys? Did you guys? Recycling. It's only 35% effective. Do you guys understand what's, what's, the, what's the name of the song about? Do you know it? Wasn't this like a guru or something? They were trying yeah, to... Yeah, he's a Mahir... It was this... Baba I, I remember it was this spiritual guru of Pete Townsend. Ooh, yeah. And essentially, yep. he combined one of his favorite composers and his spiritual guru. And he said, if, if my spiritual guru were to turn into music, this is what it would sound like. I was like, that's kind of a oh cool way God. to come up with a song name. But I read the spiritual guru went 35 years without ever speaking. Could you imagine if you wow. could not speak for 35 years, Rob? What would you do? I what I mean? How would you even use Siri? Like Siri, you turn Siri off right away. I turn Siri off on my phone first thing. Don't need what, it. What if we turn this podcast into like a John Cage type of thing? We're like, we're all going to not speak for thirty five years, but we're going to have a podcast oh. about the, it's so <laughs> good. Stones. Like Top you're like, oh Baba, Baba, I got you this Alexa. He's like, it's useless to me. But he wouldn't say that. Can you me. imagine having a a spiritual <laughs> guru though? I mean, like. 
It just Love seems it. nuts to think about having a spirit, like following one person yeah. that closely. I don't know. I could be your spiritual guru, Matt. Tell me, tell me something that's going on right now. Um, what is going on? Ooh. Take I mean, that's the thing. Nothing's going on. All right. So I want you to take that feeling you have, shove it down, shove it way down. <laughs> you don't need to hear it. Matt, Let's talk all the way sports or whatever. Let's not get into the depth of anything. I think this is good enough. That's true. I think about Matt. If, if my feelings ever will up, I just, I remember like maybe Matt's my spiritual yeah. advisor. Just if you it. keep, if you keep shoving them down, eventually they go away. They never <laughs> yes. come back up. They never come up in bad situations. Mm-hmm. You just keep shoving them down yeah. and they'll stay down there. You don't have to worry about them ever again. Yeah. It definitely doesn't cause you to yell at your kids too much in public and then you actually think about that for about the next 10 years and feel insanely guilty about it even though nobody else on the earth remembers it but that's cool uh guys just like when i'm out shopping for my pants at goodwill okay bargain i don't know there is something about roger daltrey's voice that is so distinct and so powerful i I mean, the members of this band, right? Keith Moon on drums, one of the best ever. Yeah, Ed Whistle on bass, one of the best ever. Pounds on guitar, one of the best ever. Daltrey on singing. I always thought of these guys as like a Led Zeppelin light, but they're, this is, I mean, they are jamming. What do you think of Daltrey's voice, Aaron? Where do you put him in like the all-time rock voices? I mean, I don't think he's quite up there with Plant in terms of great rock voices. To me, Freddie Mercury is the best rock voice, but Daltrey's got to be up there in the top five. He's one of those where when I try to sing along, I realize like, now nah, I should probably just not try to sing along. You know what my favorite rock voice is? Who? Can you smell? <laughs> I saw that was coming. What the rock? <laughs> it doesn't matter what your favorite rock voice is. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like all of these guys, right? You kind of realize, I mean, the lead singer gets a lot of the credit, right? And mm-hmm. sometimes these music- musicians can be the best out there, but because they've got such a unique and awesome lead singer, uh, you know, it really brings that band from like, a, oh, these guys are awesome into like a whole new, the, they're in the mainstream and everybody knows who they are. And I think you got that with The Who here. Um, you right. know, without the lead singer that they've got here, and obviously I don't know who second place guy would be or anything. They're not going to be as popular as they are, in my opinion. Yeah. I, but, but like the song bargain, right? Any other album that would be a top song on the album. That'd be one of the top songs. Like that is a legit good song. Like it's bargain the best I ever had. Like, it's just, it's so interesting. I think sonically and do all these songs start to run together after a while. Yeah, of course they do. Except okay, for but, one, but the, my wife, um, but it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it just is, I think it's just so like this, there's this album is chock full of hits. I think the problem is we've just heard these hits a million times, at least yeah. if it's, if you're listening to oldies as much as I did. And I, we've heard, I mean, it's been a while since we heard an album from England from this time period, but like I was playing it in the house today and Adam was like, Oh, this sounds like Elton John. And so, you know, we've heard, actually mm-hmm. we haven't heard Elton John officially on the list yet, but we, we listened to that as a, as a test record. You know, the Beatles I think are in their own kind of thing, but we heard some stone stuff. You definitely yep. heard Bowie stuff that like kind of lines up with this. So you, like you start totally. to realize they're part of a, a a larger thing, and so you you don't attribute the greatness to them as much as you just do like, oh, this is a movement of of you know rock music in England. Guys, just like the Timberwolves found out, love ain't for keeping. Oh, <laughs> man. Love ain't for keeping. 
Kevin Love is starting to look old, and we saw him on the other TV on the TV the other night. We were like, "Oh, he's looking kind of old," and then he's thirty-three fucking years old. He's Jesus Christ! He's only thirty-three. Yes. Yeah. Awful. It's just terrible. Listen but this to, is one of those Russell where, like, if you try to sing, sing, try to sing along with Roger Daltrey on this, it's hard. He's, I mean, his voice is in the, he's definitely like a high tenor. It's hard yes. to sing along, but I really like this album. The, the music is fantastic. Like, we, we've been talking about Daltrey's vocals, but like, the drumming is fantastic. The Keith the guitars, the synths. Like, we've had a lot of albums where the, I didn't, haven't loved the synthesizer, but I think it's pretty badass. And this, and then you have this one. It almost feels a little bit more of like a country song than the other ones yeah. do. So I just right. I really enjoyed it. I would encourage everyone to find the other uh, original version of that song, Love Ain't For Keeping, where they have the synths back in and they have guitar being played by Leslie West of Mountain fame. Do, 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 Mississippi Queen. I mean, a, a famous, famous guitar hey, player. Hey, Rob, I'll tell you oh, what. I'll, sounds right. so good. Rob, I'll drop that song in the background. Why don't you sing it again and I'll drop it in the background. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> Mississippi Queen. <laughs> <laughs> you the, I mean. Yeah, remember the Coors Light commercial with Mississippi Queen in the... Oh, and twins. (laughs) (laughs) Rob remembers that's on his Alexa search. Turn that up. Do you think you do you? Would you like to be married to somebody who's a twin? Would that be? I, I think it's creepy. I think I think twins are creepy. Agree. They creep me out. <laughs> Do somebody, somebody's Alexa just go off? That was mine. Yes, sir. <laughs> Alexa, buy flashlight. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Mine went up. Alexa, stop. <laughs> it's like again. You're not creeped out by twins, Rob? And twins? No, I don't think so. I, I think it'd be kind of fun, right? Because it's like Rob and Roy. I don't know why it would be fun. Rob, yeah, it'd be fun for me. <laughs> no, I'll tell you, you know that. You know I would love to have a twin. Oh my God. We, my twin and I would just be like flexing each other, like, hey, how does my back look? And it'd be like, God damn, dude, your back looks great. <laughs> then Roy would turn and be like, oh damn, dude, your back is great too. And we'd just be high fiving and like it'd be great. Do twins riding our little riding our little motorcycles around? So do, do, do twins always stay looking like each other? Like, how come you never see like twins where like one's gained a hundred pounds and the other one's still like in great shape? Like wouldn't that suck to be the twin? You're like, oh, I'm the one who's gone sideways. You realize like <laughs> you just have this tiny little dong <laughs> and your twin is just swinging this thing. And you're like, oh, now are you we're serious? Not, we're not identical. Turns out we are fraternal twins. <laughs> that was nurture and not nature. What happened? <laughs> you think back and your twin is just like hammering goat's milk. And you're like, I don't want any goat's milk. It's like, damn it. I knew there was something there. Shit. <laughs> He's going sticky fingers and you're like two, you're like Coke mini bottle, you know, Rob, if, Rob, if you did have a twin, would you guys ever try to pull the switcheroo on your wife? And my wife, this my song is wife. actually, this song is actually about my, in, uh, the internet. It's called my Wi-Fi. Oh. Did you guys read what this song is about? It it so this is a great. song. It doesn't make. It doesn't. It's not romantic, from what I can tell. Russell, what do you got? My my understanding is it's essentially a guy gets drunk, gets thrown in like the drunk tank, gets thrown in prison because he's so drunk, and the whole time he's worried like my wife is gonna think I'm cheating on her because I didn't show up tonight. That's what the song is about. What a great premise for a song. The guy gets so hammered, he's drunk, and he's worried his wife thinks he's cheating. This is great. That's actually pretty funny. That's yeah. pretty funny. So that's, yeah, that I, song I, I, is yeah. all John Entwistle. John Entwistle yeah. did. Yeah. Everything on that song, the bass player, he played the bass, he played the horns on it. I think he played like the, every, he sang it. It was everything. And John Entwistle, of course, famously had an all-time death 
one of the best deaths of all time right out there. He's on the Mount Deathmore for sure. 100%. Do you know how John Entwistle died? Well, if it was today, should we do a parody of him? <laughs> I would love to do a parody of how John Entwistle died. He was found to be dead of uh, cocaine with a stripper in a Las Vegas hard rock uh, hotel room. Well, I, I got three out of four, eight bad. I'm still alive, but the rest of them were fantastic. <laughs> Like a hooker stole all my stuff and sold it for cocaine. That's a lot like John Whistle, isn't it? <laughs> I read that that was the only song that wasn't like meant to be on Lifehouse. This was kind of just a thrown in song. And it absolutely sounds like it's a thrown in song. It doesn't it's make completely sense. different than everything. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, a, they, they should have just axed it. It's also the one song that sounds like it would have been better recorded in America because those horns are nothing like horns we've heard on some other U.S. albums. Yeah. Like it just, to yeah. me, it's just, it's not there. You realize how talented Pete Townsend is when you hear like what John Enwistle came up with. You're like, mm. Don't you guys think More that, that windmill guitars, please. That's one of the biggest benefits of having a roommate in Vegas is that no one decides like they get drunk and they need to get a, a, a prostitute because you've got a roommate that's going to ruin it for you. Right. There was a prostitute Rosie in the hotel who showed me her breasts as I walked by. Like she was at a slot machine. She was wearing a oh, suit yeah. coat and I walked by and she showed me her breasts and I was like, what the hell? I was like, it, 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 I, I like didn't know what to do. I was like, circuits malfunction. I was like, I was like Ed 209 when he can't go down the stairs. I'm like, like falling over. We are far enough into the episode where most people have dropped off. But yeah. Rob, was, Rob was killing it on the dance floor, Rosie. I mean, chicks were just, all, he had this awesome shirt on. He had the moves. I mean, everybody just wanted oh, no. to dance with Rob. He was killing it. You guys sent me a picture room. of you. And my, immediately Adam was like, I love that shirt. Like that Rob, Rob that shirt got, was like, yeah. Rob got numerous compliments on that shirt. Like we were going down yes. an escalator on yeah. the strip and the sub lady was like, great shirt. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and to be fair, Rob is about the most harmless person on the dance floor, right? Like he's not grabbing. He's not, he's, he's awesome. He's just doing right. his he's thing. He's dancing. Having fun. He's, yeah. get, he's getting cock blocked by people's, you know, <laughs> friends out there. Like <laughs> and it was, it was hilarious. It was he saw awesome. me as a threat for sure. Yeah. You're just too much yeah. fun, man. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah, no, that was, they were, oh, it was a, I was, it was a real pull to the cider moment. Uh, it was, there's no doubt about that. It was going very, very well out there. That's another callback. Somebody said, call oh, you're, you're like the, the Steve cider. of our group. That's the highest compliment I've ever got in my entire life. That Rob, that Rob. That Rob. That Rob. The song is, oh, you know, this is so confusing because it has the author before each song. So it says, the who, the song is over. And I'm like, who, the song is over. It's like, I don't understand this. What kind of name is the who? Like, what is that from? Does anybody have any idea? I'm assuming it's just a, like a play on words, like the bare naked ladies. Like you've got, you just, you're messing with the, the audience. I feel like in the, in the British rock tradition or in the, in, in the rock and roll world, there are, you know, Beatles people, Rolling Stones people, and the Who people. And I only know I only knew one the Who person. If you're out there, my friend Michael, um, shout out to you because you were the one the Who person I knew. But it would be fun now to look at the you know what's the family tree like, which bands descended from the Beatles, mm-hmm. which ones descended from the Stones, which ones descended from the Who, because that's pretty much it for indie well, rock. Pearl Jam, me. Pearl Pearl Jam is is a uh, the Who. Okay, disciple, I like it. You know, yeah. Neil Young, the Who. I mean, they're definitely come from that tree right so like garage rock pretty much came from the who i would have mocked someone before for saying they're a who person but after listening to this i get it that they're pretty awesome i get it i'm all i'm I'm on board it's solid here i mean for example here's a song both daltrey and townsend are going to sing here listen to this and this is a 
You could argue this is a, one of the low points of the album, and it still is like so good. I think great drums. Uh, yeah. Anything out of this song? I noticed the drums song. too. I lo- I love this. So I I was reading a little bit about um. Now I'm having a brain fart. Uh, Keith Moon. Keith Moon. I was listen- looking. Rolling Stone named him the second greatest drummer of all time, behind Bonham. Behind Bonham. I was like, yeah. that's that's pretty high praise, and I was. I was thinking my favorite parts of this album were like these drum, these drum parts where you're transitioning. And so I started reading about them. These are called drum fills. You guys are music experts. You might understand that. But like my understanding is a drum fill is kind of where you have a pause in the music or you're transitioning. And all of a sudden, instead of the normal rhythm of the drum, they shift it up and it energizes the transition. Right. Is that right? Totally. Yeah. It's like a miniature solo. I'll have to ask my good buddy who plays the drums. uh, Phil. It's drum Phil. It's him. He's a he's drum Phil. <laughs> so I thought we could do a list in honor of. Can't Keith wait for Moon. our live show. Our live show is going to be awesome. <laughs> in honor of Keith Moon, I thought we could do, do the best drum fills in rock songs. This sounds awesome. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm I'm in for this. I'm here for this. We've done a lot of good drums before, though. Like remember Nirvana, Teen Spirit, Superstition, Rock and Roll by Zeppelin, Jeff Bercaro with Toto. We've done a lot of these before, but. We're not going back. We're always moving forward on this podcast. We're going to do songs we haven't heard before. So the first one on the list is Phil Collins Mm -hmm. in the air tonight. Oh, yeah. You can't beat this one. You can't beat this one. Okay, get ready to talk. I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it. Here it comes. Oh. Boom. Yes. (laughs) One of the classics. But I'm telling you, you can listen to that looped hundreds of times in a row. It'll put your brain in a weird state. Uh, you know, that song reminds me of uh, Rooming with Matt, too, because after he'd fall asleep, it's coming in the air tonight, is, but it's like <laughs> <laughs> I got the sound machine on. I, 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 was, I was reading. But when you think Why does the sound machine smell so sweaty? Skeet. Skeet, skeet. Matt's like, my shirts are like Aaron's. They all smell, too. I don't understand why. Oh, okay, no. Who knows? <laughs> Could be anybody. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> um, I had something here. I think um, at one point... <laughs> Uh, uh, Is it about drum fill? Oh, I was just going to say Phil Collins had listed Keith Moon as one of his favorite drummers. And it turns out that he almost or he offered to leave Genesis to replace Keith Moon for the who after he died. But he didn't. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. Because Phil Collins was a drummer. Yeah. And then he ended up filling in who left Genesis. Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel, yeah. Then he became the lead singer after that. So then right. he actually stepped out from the drums. Yeah. Next song on the list, Tarzan. We, we may have done this one before, but there's been so many good Hendrix songs. I thought we would do this one again. This is Little Wing. I'm not sure if this was on our, the first Hendrix albums we've listened to or not. Check it out. No, it hasn't. No, been. it's on Axis Boulder's Love. Mitch Mitchell, right, Aaron? <laughs> We did yeah. a little wing. That's a great image, yeah, Mitchell. Great guitar fill. We actually did this song on a Glockenspiel list, so that's pretty amazing. This song has great Glockenspiel and great drum fills. That is podcast is such a fucking waste of time. <laughs> My God, is, Rob, isn't it the worst when you get a little wing? Like you go to get buffalo wings and they give you oh. a little wing. You don't what get a bunch wing? of big wings. I fucking ordered wings from Domino's the other day. They were so small. I was like, don't sneeze. The small wings are so, because they're always overcooked. But I would take two small wings over one giant wing. Like I would like, if you could split two really? wings. Yeah, because you get like more more skin, more surface area. 
when you go to the county fair and I always see the turkey legs, I'm like, oh, those look good. And then I get it and I'm like, oh yeah, Oof. that's right. It's a turkey leg. A turkey leg. This rough. is not good. This is like the worst cut of meat you can possibly get. Like, I think they're so good, but they take a long time to eat. And then you're just stuck there holding a the turkey yeah. leg and you're like, well, this is kind of gross. Like, am I giving off yeah. pathogens? Yeah. Aaron's eating the whole bone. Sunk cost. Eat half that thing, throw the rest away. Uh, I like it. Yeah, practical. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, you've talked about loving Mitch Mitchell before. Did you guys know he actually auditioned for the Who? And then what? Keith Moon came in and auditioned and blew everyone away. So he got Whoa. the job over uh, Mitch Mitchell. Oh, fan. oh. fascinating. Love so it. good, Russell. Next song Jeez, on the list. This is not back. next song on the list. This is not quite a rock song, but we need to hear the drum fill anyways. This is the, the, themes, the theme song from The Muppet Show. Check this out. An animal. Oh. Animal. Animal is it's awesome. It's like a kind of torture to have to watch the show. That is a great Ooh, drum nice. fill, isn't that's it? That's really good. That's really good. <laughs> Are your kids Muppet fans or not? Not yet, but now they're about to be. Like that's um, amazing. Can I can I say something, please? Yes. Can I say something? <laughs> uh, I I am actually my name is Kermit the Frog, and I'm actually dead. And I just saw Meatloaf walk by. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you. <laughs> Hi ho, Kermit the Frog here. It's so good. I don't, uh, I've never yeah. noticed the drum fill on that one. Did you guys know that the Muppet Band is actually called Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem? Yep, I did know oh, that. Yeah. Yes, I knew that. I, one. Did. I also knew and that. And so each of the Muppets are actually supposed to be inspired by prominent real life musicians, and it turns out that Animal. A lot of people believe urban legend mm-hmm. is that Animal was patterned or inspired by Keith Moon. Holy they've shit! Got, is this a? They've full got a Keith very similar playing style because when you hear Hold Keith up. Moon, it's a ton of symbols in the fill. And that's exactly what animal sounds like. I think now, that's awesome. Now I got to see how Russell keeps, I got to see how he keeps going to tie in all these back to Keith Moon. Let's see if he can do it. There, there was a really cool thing about this though. I was reading that. So a lot of people think, well, maybe it's John Bonham. Maybe it's Levon Helm. It's someone else that's inspiring animal. But it oh, turns out Helm, yeah. that John Henson, the guy, the guy who made the, the Muppets also created Fraggle Rock. And one of the yep, characters yeah. was named Wembley, which is where yep. Keith Moon was born. So it's okay. like kind of confirmation, right? He oh, was into Keith internet, Moon. Internet breadcrumbs. John's dead. John, Paul's missing, dead. Missing. Paul's dead. I, I'm just going to say Jim Henson. So we don't have people angrily emailing in. It's Jim Henson. No one's, I was going to leave that alone and see if anyone actually Magic did Mike 69. Magic Mike 69 would have definitely called it. <laughs> Our fact checker was right on that. Next song on the list. This is almost, if you would say, I would say like a Mount Rushmore of drum fills. And if we're doing a Mount Rushmore, we got to go with Rush. (laughs) This is Rush, Tom Sawyer. Check this out. Neil Peart. Rushmore. Yes, this fucking rock right face. He's got the largest drum set of all time, too. It's enormous. Oh, I don't know. Should we put Brian Adams on the Mount Rushmore? No, no. fuck you. Rush is on the Mount Rushmore, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Peart fucking And that's Can a power trio. This? You got to remember, Rush is a trio of a trio, band. It's only yeah. three guys. That's the craziest right. part of it. They, yeah. Getty right. Lee's doing everything in that band. The interesting thing, though, is Neil Peart, who, who's obviously also considered one of the greatest drummers of all time, right? Said that five, one of his yep. influences, they didn't play a lot, a lot alike because he, he um, I think, Keith Moon was kind of more out there. Like his stuff didn't make sense. Like it wasn't at the times that you would normally hear drums. And I think Neil Peart might be a little bit more conventional. I don't know if that's the right way to put Absolutely it. Absolutely technical. Like is that right, love Matt? the technical side, love the technical side of it. Loved all the jazz drummers mm-hmm. was a huge drumming nerd from the technical side of things. Yeah. But he did say that Keith Moon was one of the first drummers to get him really excited about rock drumming. His irreverent and maniacal personality as expressed through his Maniacal. drumming, affected me greatly. So Neil Peart yeah. also inspired by Keith Moon. Oh, 
delightful. So good. Do you think Neil Peart is ever like, hey, can you ask me questions that aren't about drumming? Like, I actually like a lot of other things, too. Do I have to talk about drumming all the time? <laughs> no, you know what he, he doesn't said? anymore. Yep, not anymore. He's also dead with me. So. <laughs> Might be talking to Neil Pert in a future episode. That's like when people only ask you about podcasting, Rob, and you're like, can't oh, people ask me about anything else? Like feet. Yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way, by the way, Rob, how come we got your got your Christmas card? Both yeah. of them, you know, this week. Oh. Jenny puts in there that, you know, kind of what's going on in everybody's life. She puts in there. Rob's got a podcast, but doesn't mention the podcast. The name, but doesn't put the is name. She, is she ashamed? Honestly, is she ashamed. Of honestly, yeah. she does not know the name of the podcast. There's no way she knows the name of the podcast. You know what she just said to me yesterday? She goes, "That Alanis Morissette one was so good." And I was like, "Oh, thank you, Time Machine Traveler." Like I was like, "Where's the smoke? Where's the light coming in?" She was listening. That's Alanis great. Morissette. We're past that. All right, another song on the list. We're getting near the end here. This is Led Zeppelin. Whole lot of love. We got to do a, a John Bonham song if we're doing drum fills, Gotta right? Bonham for drum fills. Yeah, no doubt. It's pretty badass. That's so good. It's totally badass. I mean, I feel like you can hear the Bonham influence on Neil Peart, right? It's like a lot of notes. It's like Mozart. An interesting yeah. thing about this one, you guys were talking about John Entwistle, the bassist earlier. In May of 1966, Keith Moon and uh, John Entwistle recorded an instrumental on Beck's Bolero. Beck, our guy, Jeff Beck, with, wow. uh, with Paige, John Paul Jones, and Jeff Beck. And when the they were hanging piece? out that night, it turns out that, who do you think came up with the idea for the name for Led Zeppelin? Keith Moon. Back. Keith Moon. Keith, Keith Moon yeah. came up for what? the. Uh, he just said, if we started a band together, it would go over like a lead balloon. So when they were starting a band, when they were starting Led Zeppelin, they went back to him and said, hey, can we use that for the name of the band? Keith oh Moon is the reason Led Zeppelin has that name. So, so Keith good. Moon is the greatest rock and roller ever. I think like <laughs> by the time we get to the end of this, of this list, like he's literally the greatest rock and roller. And guess what? Another is. totally dead guy. Barfed, died on his own barf in true rock and roll fashion. I thought like a number of guys on this list actually. I thought we could including Doctor Teeth. I thought we could pay him a little homage though, and we could go to Bex Bolero here and just check out Keith Moon's drumming uh, before we end the list. I want to hear it. It's badass, isn't it? Yeah, so that's a loud, rock and roll. Right? Yeah, that's a rock and roll. Like he's just pretty good. Loud as shit, like. Boy, there's some. I hear some a little kiss in there. So, so we didn't we didn't have any birthday holes to fill tonight, but we got some drum fills instead. <laughs> I've I've decided the birthday hole is now going to be called a uh, whole lot of love. A whole lot of love. I like it. Yeah, I think birthday that's good. Whole a lot of love. Did it better list by Russell. So, Russell, would you say who do you think got a, the best band together of uh, John Entwistle and? Uh, and uh, uh, Keith Moon, Keith Moon, and that Roger Daltrey was not in. Who who got that band together? Beck did it better. <laughs> okay, good. That's that just wondering. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the album and talk about getting in tune. Getting in One tune. of my favorite songs. I love songs where singers are singing about singing. Uh, Blues Traveler Hook is this where he's just singing about how a song just needs a good hook and that's all it is. It brings you back. And, and then this guy, listen to the lyrics of the song. I'm in tune. Yeah, just all you need to hear. I'm in tune. Right. But I think... I actually think he's out of tune for a lot of this song. Like, I think... I don't know if that's the joke or not. That I'm... Yeah. yeah there's, like, definitely parts... Where he's out of tune right there, right? Like... 
I, the I feel like, ironical part of rock and roll. Yes. I feel like Adam Sandler was inspired by the Who in that song. I feel like that. I hear right. Adam Sandler in that song. I feel like every song he does on on the the Wedding Singer is right out of that. Rob and I did watch Billy Madison in yes, her hotel room too. Yeah. There are some scenes in that that you forget. Like there's a whole five, like a three minute time where he's just dancing on the stairs. And I was like, <laughs> I have seen this movie a hundred times. I do not recall this scene. It is not that funny. And it is going on and on and on. We don't have time movie, to do another discussion about how Rob doesn't think Adam Sandler is funny. Adam is not listening. We can't do I know, it. We I know. I do think it's funny. It's a major influence on me. I will say that when we heard the song was named Getting in Tune, uh, Aaron turned to his Alexa and said, uh, order me Granny from Looney Tunes Fleshlight. What? Like, doesn't. It's a flashlight that looks like the granny from Looney Tunes. How many flashlight jokes you got tonight, Rob? <laughs> Is there a granny in Looney Tunes? I don't recall. I'm- well, I was trying to think, okay, here, can I just tell you my thought process for that joke? I was like, I mean, if there's better. a flashlight that Aaron's going to fuck of somebody from the Looney Tunes, who can I say to have it be the funniest? And I was like, Tweety Bird? It's too small. That's not funny. Like, that seems wrong, right? So then I was like, well, Sylvester the cat. And I was like, eh, it kind of brings up Pepe Le Pew vibes. I'm trying to stay away from that. Don't want to get canceled. So I was like, oh, the granny. Okay, wait, I got it again. Ready? Can I, let me try this again. So, you get, so now we know uh, what Rob's thinking about when we're talking mm, on this podcast. Getting in tune, Aaron just stood up and asked his Alexa to order him a Yosemite Sam fleshlight. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the one you'd want to fuck. What's about the, I don't get the tune part. Oh, tune like getting in. Tune. Oh, you're being filthy as shit. <laughs> oh, oh God. Wow. God. You're, okay, you're really stop. <laughs> okay. uh, oh, you're being really dirty tonight. I get it. Going mobile. This this was my least favorite song. I I found something what? redeeming in almost everything and enjoyed oh, them all. No. This was the only one that wasn't for me. No, th- this song, I love this song. I've always loved this song. Yeah, well, we got a beep, beep. This is like a, a Beatles yeah. thing. What was, dr- come on, baby, oh, yeah. drive my car. Beep, beep, yeah, drive beep, my car. Beep, yeah. I do think it's, I, one thing I thought a lot of listening to this album is it's interesting that I, I always thought of The Who as like a stadium rock band, right? And like, I think mm-hmm. they, I yep. think, I think a lot of their, uh, what am I trying to say? The people who inherited you from think them, of that like, flashlight again, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> like, I think, I think uh, now we associate them with garage rock. What I'm trying to say is like, they do the same thing that Bowie did where they do a lot of a hook of acoustic guitar with an electric band. And that can only work in a studio, right? Like there's no way you can figure out a no. stadium possibility for hooking up the acoustic guitar to be loud enough. So it's interesting to me that some of their of their music was actually, you know, really studio based when I think of them as like playing at Wembley, you know, for a hundred thousand people or whatever. In my mind, this album dips down at the lowest at like my wife. Right. And yeah. then it starts to get stronger and stronger. So we got going mobile, which everybody agrees is a great song. And then we have a classic behind blue eyes. Yeah. Famously parodied by me earlier. No one knows what Lyrics are fantastic on this, aren't they? The oh. And the voice, yeah. I mean, everything, the guitar, the like that real build in the song, it's perfect. Biting British sarcasm. And, you, know, you know what this song is about? And by the way, Russell no is drinking an Irish eyes that he put uh, Blue Querico in. So oh, that oh, is the uh, drink for oh, the night. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, Rob. <laughs> Just, you, I got to give you guys a warning. If I do swallow anything evil, put your finger down my throat. And if oh, I no. shiver, please give me a blanket. <laughs> Keep me warm. Let me wear your coat. Because I'm wear, I'm having a drink tonight, and it's something that's a little bit out there. So I, I've got to. Oh, can I share my drink oh, with you right. guys? 
Yeah, mm. I want to hear. Oh, it. we're so busy. We're so busy. Let me look at the schedule. Yes, of course. So during all my Keith Boone uh, research, we haven't even talked about like this guy was like the ultimate partier, right? Like he was way out there. And I read yeah. at one point he took a rhino tranquilizer and passed out during a concert because he took a rhino tranquilizer. <laughs> Could be no, an urban a legend. Wait a minute. Yeah. Where did he get a rhino tranquilizer and why do they have one just for rhinos? Like, is that a rampant problem somewhere? I don't know. Maybe sure it is, man. Rhinos are bad as hell. Maybe it also works for hippos, but it just sounds better to be a rhino tranquilizer. I like what Aaron's holding up. He's got all these ivory statues that he got from uh, the dark web. That's my favorite. So in honor of... In a gorilla hand ashtray. In honor of Keith Moon passing out to a rhino tranquilizer, I'm having a drink tonight called a pink rhino. A pink rhino. Have you guys ever had one before? I have not. A pink rhino. Matt, what's in the pink pink rhino? This sounds like it's a euphemism, honestly. All right, I'm going to show it. It looks pink, right? I got the pink rhino. It was very pretty. Mm-hmm. All right. It's pretty, pretty red, I would say. Well, I may have overdone one of the ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's what's in a pink rhino. Oh, First, you got to start with some London dry gin. I got gin in the pink rhino. This is what I may have overdone. Grenadine syrup. It's a little sweeter than I thought. Ooh. <laughs> that grenadine. Russell's got the world's largest cherry, like, grenadine bottle at home. And it's, like, half full. Everybody's like, where'd you put all that grenadine? He's like, oh, a lot of drinks lately. Get that grenadine. Uh, a pink rhino also calls for lime juice. Oh, <laughs> I didn't think you were coming that back. Here's an point. interesting one. Grapefruit soda. Okay. Well, okay. So we know pink that salt, that's a big thumbs pink down. Pink salt. Oh, Himalayan salt. Okay. And finally, Aaron, you'll appreciate this one. Ice cubes go on the drink. Ice cubes yeah, to finish it off. Ice cubes in there. Yeah, you got to have some ice yes. in there. Cool down. <laughs> that sounds all right. That definitely sounds all right. I would Wait. take one of those. I can hear... Today was a good day. I didn't even have to use my AK. I, there's ice cubes in the drink. I knew there was. No, I didn't have grapefruit soda. Messed around. Got a triple double. <laughs> I, had, I had the gin. That was a good one. I overdid the grenadine. No. I didn't have the grapefruit soda, so I went and got a grapefruit. I'm thinking I'm good, right? Yeah, you, nope. you should be fine. Okay. I get home. I got no lime juice. I'm out of a lime. <laughs> oh, shit. So I didn't have grapefruit soda. I only had grapefruit. And I didn't have any lime, so I decided to pour in some Sprite Zero, which is lime soda, to make up for not having the soda or the lime. Brilliant. Am I right? You triangulated that. Yes. That was awesome. (laughs) Made my own ice cubes, though, Aaron. It was fantastic. (laughs) And then I had a sandwich with bread. It was so good. Oh, it's it's delicious. You got to have bread if you're going to have a sandwich. I was in a house with walls. <laughs> Miss Slippy's car is, is green. <laughs> that kid comes in and goes, God, the walls in this house are small. You suck. <laughs> God, that kid's back. <laughs> Accurately putting me down. Once you know. again. Uh, the final won't get fooled again. Oh. Some of those drums. Oh. Whoa. Oh. I don't know about you guys. I want to watch CSI Miami now real bad. I, like, I, I'm aware of the CSI Miami shows, and I never really put two and two together. But if you look, there's like five CSI shows that all use songs from The Who. Who does who does CSI? That's not Dick Wolf. That's not my favorite. One of my favorite named guys of all time. <laughs> Call me Dick. Mr. Wolf is my dad name. <laughs> does 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 the fact that these are so commercialized impact whether you like the album more or less? Because like even if you don't watch CSI, yeah. you hear that sound. You hear that yeah. on like during football, right? I don't know. I hear this song in my head every day at work. Like meet the new boss, same as the old boss. No, like the, yeah. the meet the new boss, same as the old boss is absolutely one of the best lyrics I've ever heard in my life. It's so perfect. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know who, I don't know which guy wrote it. It's hundred percent on point. I think of that one almost every day. Okay. Just, I'm just, just listen to this shit again and tell me this should be at 77. Just listen. This is everything that is rock and roll. Yes. So and the thing is, you're right. I heard that song 1 million times on the oldie station. And I was like, oh, I don't want to hear this song anymore, but it's like just listening to the sheer amount of music. That song would be a top song on so many albums that we've done. It's just so good. And Matt mentioned, Matt mentioned it right at the top too. When you hear the scream and the drum, the drum right there leading into the end, that's a fantastic way to end an album, right? Like that's about wow. as good of a bookend as you can get. It's a killer. With starting with Bob O'Reilly and ending with that, I mean, there's a rock opera I would want to go see. I'm gonna, uh, you know I what? I'm gonna it. say, I'm gonna bring it back. I think this, I think that was a banger. Yes, yes. I think that was a banger. It banged. It's it a totally total. Banged. Also, I think that when we banger. do the Beck did it better musical, it should actually be a Beck did it better rock opera. Now that we've listened through and been talking about the Who, like it's got to be a Beck did it better rock opera. Can we have a scene? Can we have a scene where we're all, where the four of us are riding in like a little car? Yes. We're going to go get some donuts somewhere and we're like singing along to one of these songs like this. Can we do that? Yes. That would be such a good idea. God, that'd be awesome. And original <laughs> and very good. <laughs> yes. I'll sing my right. song to the wide open spaces. I'll sing my heart out to the infinite sea. I'll sing my visions to the sky high mountains. Here we meet Aaron Likes Feet. All right, all right. Fuck Yosemite Sam flashlight. I don't know. Rob, it, don't hold on. Just... Roll on. Rob, Rob, put, put your mute on for a second. Okay. Well. Rosie, clearly, Rob, you know, he's he's by himself for this week. And we clearly know what his search history is. He's... We, we know where he's going with this, right? I yeah, mean, he's... Like he's got flashlight. We just have, we have to give him a little bit of a pass. Just you know, right. He's looking... <laughs> he's, his wife's gone. He's trying to figure it out. We know what he's what he's searching for. Just so let we'll just slide. let it go. We're, we're not going right. to call it out. We're not going to call it out. I agree with you, Matt. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Rob, Rob, come on back. Okay. Sorry. I was yeah. just putting something in the microwave for just a little bit to heat it up a little bit. I wanted to heat it up to about 98.7 degrees. Uh, we don't talk about what it is, but it's uh, it's pretty great. Let's get into the rating system. <laughs> what tarnation? Everybody's listening to Sam's show. The patented and very popular Beck did it better rating system. Tell you what, once again, I was listening to this on the edit. It's the most boring segment. I was like, I started, I get my phone out every time. So I'm just going to speed it up here. Guys, this is 77 of the top 500 albums. This is number 77, the classic uh, by The Who. All right. So if, We think that this belongs, this should be at double sevens, okay? This is right where it should be. I mean, think about uh, you're in a building, right? And of course, you start at the top uh, and we're going down. In this case, actually, the podcast, we started at one and we're going up. But in this case, the one is the penthouse. It's kind of the best. And now we're going up. And as as we go up, it gets worse. It's kind of a reverse the raid situation, which was a great movie. If we think this is perfect for the 77th floor... (laughs) We get up there, okay? We open up the door. Oh, my God. Down I love there? the view up here. It's so good. Down there, but up. But, yeah, we are coming from the roof. Uh, this would be a rolling well-toned. It belongs here perfectly. It's great. It's right within our budget. And look at, you know, space for a family to grow and get kitchen appliances. Uh, or if you're Aaron, get a piece to fix the kitchen appliance. Yeah, could you? Have hey, what are you doing the- up there? Fixing a kitchen appliance? Just buy a new one, you cheap fuck. It's like, you oh, that kid. Replace it. 
The kid is back. <sighs> no, throw that shit in landfill, Aaron. Who cares? <laughs> I still buy diapers and throw them away. We don't know where nobody's in diapers over here. I'm just using them. We had a compostable diaper service. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm not, we're not getting into your diaper situation. Uh, if you think it is, should have been worse than 77, this was a rolling groan. You did not like this album. Or is it a rolling bone? This should have been way higher, guys. Okay? This is, after all, The Who. Like, it, it, this is one of the best bands of all time. Russell, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? I love the synthesizers. I love the guitars. I loved all the music on it. I thought the singing was fantastic. I really enjoyed the lyrics. I went through and read a lot of the lyrics. And when I was listening, you could hear what's going on. You can understand the songs. Love the lyrics. And for me, Keith Moon was fantastic. I see why people put him as one of the greatest drummers of all time. I really enjoyed the album. To me, it's Rolling Boned. It should be higher on the list. All right, Matt, what do you think? Rolling Boned, Rolling Well-Toned, or Rolling Groan? Well, first, I'd like to say you did a great job of shortening that uh, description there, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. It just flew right by. Um, you know, I, again, I always, I always struggle with this and you know, because we've got different genres and different kind of music, right? I think from a rock and roll album, you know, this is probably better than Steely Dan's Asia. It's probably better than, um, you know, I had a couple other here. Patty Smith's Horses is probably better than some of the Radiohead stuff, even though I don't like to admit it all that much. The Clash, London Calling, it t- you know, so I absolutely ooh, think ooh, this got ooh. rolling boned. This should be a lot higher than it is. Uh, Aaron, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling grown, or rolling bone? Rolling well tone means it's <laughs> Damn it, you got it. still good. The bit still works, uh, Rob. I love it. <laughs> rolling bone means it should have been uh, up there already, and rolling grown means you don't like. So, Aaron, what do you think? I, I mean, I'm, I'm with I'm with Matt. Where it's hard to rank. You know, I know that's what we're here to do. It's hard to rank the albums. Uh, but I, it's, it's what we got to do. Uh, you know, this week for me, I listened to Bill Withers a bunch. And at this moment, I'm wondering, does Bill Withers not have a better album than this? I think Plus Judgments or uh, Still Bill are like pretty close. Oh, you do this so, shit. Like, it's hard for Every me to time think you're, about, like, like, you're like, I was listening to X, Y, and Z. God, that album is better than this one. I think it might be, right? But but I think the, the, the Keith Moon is what keeps it where it's at. So I am I'm a rolling, well-toned because of Keith Moon, because we all need to hear this within the first 100 albums of our, of our journey. Guys, unfortunately you're all incorrect. This is a rolling going, rolling going mobile. Listen to this. <laughs> this is probably the fifth best song on this album, right? I wrote this before Russ said anything. And it still kicks ass. I mean, this album has hit after hit. This album is so deep, put your ass asleep. I mean, this is an incredible <laughs> album. It should definitely be, it should definitely be higher than 77. Uh, by the way, I have been listening to, you know, funky, funky gingerbread. And I gotta say, shouldn't their album be higher than this? I mean, that's my impression of Aaron. Okay. Ooh, I'm fucking flesh lady. Just to be Sam. That's my other impression of Aaron. <laughs> All right. Next up guys. <laughs> That's the I other think we one. We should clean up. We had some complaints. Too much toilet talk on the podcast. Oh, we cannot no. talk about any toilets anymore. Okay. No more toilet talk. Let's try to not to talk about toilets anymore. Uh, okay. So next up, we have uh, The Sun Sessions by Elvis. Mm. The Sun Sessions <laughs> by Elvis. So. Wait, how did he die? We're talking about people dying. How did he die? Did I can't remember exactly. I think. <laughs> I was on a text chain that discussed whether penises are good or bad or yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, I showed it to you. I've got the yeah, oh, yeah. podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. Sorry, guys. Uh, my phone's ringing. You hear my phone ringing there? Hello? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, uh, pick up on the second ring. We always pick up on the second ring. Oh, don't don't forget. I've got meatloaf on my my phone. It's it's meatloaf. Meatloaf, is that you? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I got to remember. Oh, yeah, this is me. This is meatloaf. Meatloaf, Uh, I had one more more question. My friend Rob, the main host, just got a new Looney Tunes flashlight, and he just spent the last (laughs) few minutes singing, we're going to go all the way tonight. Your thoughts? I'll tell you, I would do anything for love, and I definitely would do that as well. <laughs> if your wife is out of town, especially. Yosemite Sam? <laughs> what, tarnation? Somebody's, their dick right in my mouth. <laughs>